I think so. It's fine. It's fine. I'll figure it out in post. Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, welcome. Welcome to E for Effort, the podcast. The the podcast. Not to be confused First with E for all, Effort podcast. E for Effort, the podcast. Correct. Um, I was going to say, first of all, it is October, and we will be releasing this in October. <laughs> Guys, promise. Listen. Okay, here's the deal. I did a bad thing, and I decided to move home to Texas. Oh, we're jumping right into this? I'm explaining why we haven't released a podcast regularly since May. Okay, all right. So basically, I decided to move home to Texas. There was a lot of stuff. We both work full-time jobs. I was moving. Alex and I are both dealing with our emotions about that. And it really, we just could not, we could not get a podcast out in a timely manner. Accurate. And we apologize. And I apologize. I apologize, too. I feel like it's less my fault, but I'll still apologize. I would also like to point out that the sad, the saddest reality was we had been sitting on content for like three months. Also true. We just couldn't get it out because I edit it and I was the one that was busy. So it just didn't. Also, I think we could blame that on download speeds as well. I think that was definitely part of it. Uh, Yeah. Not... Don't have the fastest Wi-Fi here. Well, so here's the sitch. I thought incorrectly <laughs> that Alex had to. You guys don't need to know the ins and outs of the podcasting, but I. But basically, we would like record on Alex's. Mm-hmm. I would take it and edit it. I would upload it. Alex would have to convert it into an. It was a whole process. Little did little did my dumb self know that I could convert it and upload it and everything myself. Um, so when I figured that out, it got a lot easier, but it was, we're all learning here. Honestly, in our defense, um, E for effort. We're, we, we did name this podcast E for effort. We have been giving ourselves, you know what? This is important too. Don't be hard on yourself, you know? Self-love. So, so take care of yourself. And if you need to take if you need to take a three month hiatus from your podcast that no one listens to except like twenty people, <laughs> hi mom, then do that, you know? If that's what you need to do. God bless. Do you know who else might listen? Probably no. doesn't, but did not want this podcast to die. Shout out to Michael, who we interviewed yes. in um, a previous episode of this podcast. He is the video director producer extraordinaire um he found out Kristen moved back to texas he was devastated but furthermore he was devastated that the thought of this podcast ending so immediately upon um ending a meeting he was like all right we got to figure this out because this podcast can't die because of distance and literally like started like frantically searching amazon for microphones for me and taught us how to do it long distance it was very it's great so big shout out to michael yes thank you michael the hardest thing was we were trying to figure out because again um i don't know if you missed that beginning part but i didn't realize that my incredibly advanced imac could translate something into an mp3 that's how technology savvy i am so we were like how are we going to record this long distance we could literally barely figure it out together right (laughs) So right. We when were, we're very in the same 
state. <laughs> state. We couldn't do it. A so we were very apart. anxious about how we were going to do it long distance. But Michael, the real MVP, the most valuable Michael, MVM, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he sat us down and taught us. And honestly, in our defense, it took us three tries to get it right. <laughs> yeah. He said, call if you have questions. I didn't think that we would have questions, but we you were know. Wrong. Yeah. We should have anticipated that. We definitely should have, based on our previous history, our intelligence level, right. our attention span. We should have known. All of that. And it's also super crazy because Alex and I haven't seen each other in like over a month. This which is, is so really weird. strange. I know. And this is like the first time, like, we've both been so busy that we don't even really like get to talk talk a lot. Like what no. I actually I feel like I used to call Alex more when we both lived in Chicago. That's very than accurate. now. Yeah. Like we bar- like what what day was that last week? There was one day last week where we just like talked on the phone for like almost two hours because we hadn't talked in a month. Totally true. It was great. It was a good catch up. It was very nice. But now we will do this. And yeah. we'll catch up. So this when is good. you guys will so have this to listen. Turned, it's gonna turn into a podcast just basically on like how to maintain a long distance relationship with your best friend. And yeah, you guys can basically. all bear witness and tell us how we're doing. Or you can't. Honestly, right. or you can't. And we'll just still do this for us and right. Michael. We're going to still do James. it. So, yeah. Shad's excited. Oh, how's my Shad's monster doing? How's he, uh, how's he doing? Shad's is good. Shad's has a really, really tough time with allergies this week. Last week, he's a oh. uh, poor little guy. Is he allergic to himself? He's on a lot of Benadryl is what he is. Um, I don't know. He just, out of nowhere, you know, it got really cold here in Chicago. And yeah, it did not agree with him. But then it got really warm again. So then it, it you know, it confused us all, in, in fairness. Yeah. But, um, no, I'm actually really sad he's spending the night with Maddie tonight. Um, I have to go on a business trip this week. So Maddie is uh, dog watching. For me, dog sitting. So Shad's shout out Medi. This papa tonight, and I'm uh, I was really sad walking to my place and not getting like a little tail wag and all that. But uh, yeah, big ups to Medi for for keeping an eye on Shadow. I appreciate it. He's good. Okay. Good dog. We'll tell him Aunt Kristen loves him. This really is how our calls sound. Like it really just kind of feels like we're talking on the phone. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, well, in Texas, kittens? everyone's very excited about the coldness. Ooh, yeah. Um, it's going to go down to 60, so everyone's really excited. And I'm like, that's not cold, but okay. That's funny um, because cats... it's going up to 90 tomorrow. Really? Here. Yeah. Oh, girl, it never left 90 here, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The cats are good. Um, Osiris and Isis, like, it really didn't bother them moving home, but Uh Ozzy did not adjust well. He's not playing well with others. Mm. Um, He's very, very anxious. So I've been doing a lot of cat research. And listeners, if you have any advice on how to calm an anxious cat down, he's just, he doesn't really like new places. He's, um, like... He's just making himself sick, and he's really getting... He gets, like, kind of aggressive sometimes at night, but only towards, like, DA's dad or something weird. Like, it's not, like, towards the other cats. I don't know. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. So, if you guys have any advice on... I I think if he can't, like, adjust... Because it's been... I mean, I've been in Texas since August, so... Mm-hmm. Um, it's been, like, a good amount of time. Yeah. And... Get it together, Oz. 
<laughs> I'm just a horrible cat mom because I'm like, oh, he's kidding. fine. And GA's like, um, he's losing his shit. So, no, he's Aww. not fine. <laughs> but Our I think baby. he'll be okay. He's like slowly warming up. Like, it's taken him a long time. Um, <laughs> How's Texas outside of the cats and the weather? It's great. It's great. Are you um, happy with your decision to move home? I am. I, you know, it's bittersweet. I miss you guys a lot. I get fun, made a fun of for a new accent now. Apparently, I kept a couple of phrases that sound weird, but it's good. You know, I Is it just English. Is that what? No, it's weird like oh, what do I? What did I say? I said like bad. Yeah, and everyone oh, yeah. was like, "Oh, what did you just say?" I was like, "What? It doesn't sound that bad." And they were just like, "Oh my god, can you not hear it?" And I'm like, "No, I don't hear anything." Like, oh yeah, what that's are you guys Chicago. I know. It, it comes out. Well, and it's so funny because everyone in Chicago hated me for being obnoxious and talking about Texas all the time. But now I'm obnoxious and talk about Chicago all the time. I think I'm just obnoxious. <laughs> Never. Not you. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm just obnoxious and I just am a blabbermouth. Like, that's the only thing I can think of for why I can't stop. Like, literally every other sentence. I'm like, oh, yeah, in Chicago. Well, and in Chicago. And Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. I mean, like, we are the best, so, so they have a point. I mean, Chicago is, it will always hold, like, the most special place in my heart. And I miss it so much. What else? Uh, how are you holding up with the fact that everything is horrible? Um, well, my best friend Sarah and I definitely did uh, shots of bourbon the other day to the facts, apparently. So that's... Not that we don't have rights. Right. I it's just that, that no one cares all. about what happens to us. And that's somehow slightly <laughs> less depressing, but I'm still going to drink bourbon about it. Because right now we still have our rights. Like, we're good right now in this moment. Yeah. It's not The Handmaid's Tale yet, but, right. like, they're trying. They're, it's coming. If, if you, it's coming. If you are, like, not super partisan, like, if you, um, like, if you're not super far left or super far right, there's a podcast um, called Abe Lincoln's Top Hat that Ben Kissel from last podcast on the left um, does. It's, like, a political podcast about, like, current events. It's very, very good. Um, he does lean more left, but... Um, he also, um, he's pretty in the middle. I like, I think he's pretty in the middle. I like that. Um, so he's, um, he's a good one to listen to. And, um, I've been listening to that and it makes me less sad about the situation, but it's just, you know, it's like my whole thing is right or left. Um, I just, the Supreme court is like the highest court in the land and I don't, think that Kavanaugh is qualified is a good enough person to be on it is like what it comes down to like I think he demonstrated that many times yeah Um, yeah Dr. Ford's testimony aside I think that a lot of his behavior demonstrated that he does not have the correct temperament uh or unbiased opinions to right uh serve on the supreme court a lifetime appointment 100 percent and that's very very difficult it's, um, it's upsetting. And, well, the other crazy thing is, like, you know, like, not to get too deep into it, but um, one thing that abusers or people that, um, you know, assault people will say is that, like, you can't tell, like, who are you going to tell? No one's going to care if you tell. Like, that's mm-hmm. how they keep victims quiet. And it is mind-boggling to see that play out in real time, you know? It's like, it's, because it's like, it's this woman, and it's, it's, right, it's like, 
okay, who, who's going to believe you? Who's going to believe you? You know, and it's like 50 people either didn't believe her or didn't care. And, you know, it, people that are actually qualified, like really, really good candidates don't make it past the vetting process. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'd been totally, I'd been totally fine with the Republicans putting up another candidate. You know what I mean? Like I get it. You know, the Democrats don't want a Republican to place a Supreme Court nominee. Republicans don't want Democrats. I totally get it. That's why they blocked Merrick Garland. And that's why they blocked Obama's nomination. Like I totally understand the politics behind it, but it's like, just, this is a really big deal. Why can't we just nominate someone who, who deserve like real qualified candidates don't make it through. I agree. So why is this guy? I completely agree. I think um, just going back to belief in different things, I I hate it that it was Lady Gaga that said it. Um, but I watched her interview on Stephen Colbert, and it was just her talking about kind of like what happens to you when you go through trauma and the biology behind it. And it is really upsetting to me, I think, all the – the people that have come out to say, like, can we even trust this woman, blah, 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 like, why is she just coming out now, like, she doesn't remember all the facts, how can she be positive that it's Brett Kavanaugh, and all these different things that, you know, she's accusing, and what's so frustrating to me is that, like, you, you don't forget things like that, like, you, yeah, you don't, you might forget, like, whose house it was at, but you remember whose face it was that you saw, and you yeah. might not remember how you got there or the details of it, but you remember what happened. And that's, right. I think, the most upsetting part is that people are trying to take that away from her. Um, right. And It's super upsetting. And honestly, I'm glad that it's for right now over. Like, yeah. honestly, I had to I had to turn off Kavanaugh's um, opening statements. Like, I really, I couldn't watch all of Christine Ford's. It was just a very, like, I feel like for a lot of women... And we're not a political podcast, so we're, like, almost done with this, I promise. But it's, like, I feel like for a lot of women, I can only talk about how I feel because I'm actually actually not super versed in the facts of the case. So I don't even know if I'm qualified to say whether or not I think Kavanaugh did it. Um, I believe. I believe that. I believe Christine Ford. I really do. Um, I'm not trying to um, say, like, I honestly, I just don't know enough. Um, But I can say that watching a man behave that way was very upsetting for me. And I'm sure it was for a lot of women in this country. And, um, you know, the important thing that we've got to remember is that we need to we need to continue to have conversations. You know, we need to continue to not let not let this stuff rip us apart, because you know what? Republicans are going to vote Republican. Democrats are going to vote Democrat. And as long as our leaders keep putting party over country, we're in trouble. And I understand why they have to do that because it's a business for them. You know, it's, I understand, but it's just, it's really heartbreaking to see like play out in real time because you think, you think that I would, my DA asked me the same thing. He was like, okay, well, you're a Republican senator. Do, are you going to go against the GOP? Like, are you ready to take on Donald Trump and the GOP? And, right. you know, are you and your constituents that maybe even agree, like, just because you don't, you don't represent you, you represent your constituents. Like, would your constituents want this person to be voted? And he was right, you know, it's, it's, I get it, but it's, you would think, I would think, like, me, my morals and my feelings would overpower me and I would do the right thing, but until you're in, 
that situation, you never really, you know, you don't know. I agree. I think um, a lot of the discussions and debate around this have been so politically biased, obviously, or party biased. And I think that's also one of the more troubling things about this is that it we have to start exactly what you're saying, thinking about our country more than our political party affiliations right. because it's becoming disgusting. The the polarized fights that I witness even on Facebook, I saw yeah. someone posted a you know, like op-ed about Brett Kavanaugh the other day and it turned into a 247 comment debate that ended yeah. really, really um, kind of grossly um, and it ultimately became either you're a bad person for supporting Trump or you don't care about women's rights or like all these different things. And it's just, it's really in like taunting behavior almost, especially when Brad Kavanaugh was um, voted in. It's, it was like a lot of really just unpleasant things that you see. And that's, I think that's upsetting too, is that we all have to just be a little better. We all have to be more self-aware and and self-reflect and... And you can't you can't try and make other people better. Right. You need to make your you need to focus on yourself and like self love and do something good and and even if it's like one little act of kindness a day, like be a force for good in the world and don't let this don't let this overpower you and immobilize you. Because honestly, that's how I, on Saturday I'm not gonna lie, like I I I was with my family and I was having a good time and I saw. Um, you know, that he got, he got in and I really, I might like my mood changed. Like yeah. I got upset and it wasn't necessarily a political thing. It was purely a, a personal, like, this is how I feel about this man. And I feel bad and gross. And, you know, it took me like a whole day to get out of it and, and to realize like, you know what, I can't control that, but like I can control me and my, my actions and I can do something nice and I can be pleasant. Right. And, you know, it, it just sucks, but just, like, don't let it... I don't know. What's the thing from The Handmaid's Tale? Don't let them get you down or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just don't... You can't... Don't don't stop fighting, but fight fight in a way that is constructive and, and helpful, not in a way that's going to further rip us apart. And I... I mean, I think another takeaway from this as well is, like, you know... Behavior and... Boys' behavior and things like that. And I don't know what... Yes. Brett Kavanaugh did or didn't do. I have no, no idea what really happened. But um, for future generations of boys that are going to college and at high school parties, just don't. Just treat yeah. women with respect. I just. Well, it's just. It's. I mean. The fact that that's I think that I think that's something that the Me Too movement did really successfully was to show everyone that. Um, you know, it's like your your sister, your cousin, mm-hmm. your best friend, your mom. Some some, almost ever a lot of women have a Me Too story, mm-hmm. and it you know that was really important to show people that it's you know it's one thing when a disassociated celebrity that you don't know has something happen to them, but when it's your your cousin, right? And you're like, wait, what? What happened to you? like? Tell me, I care about you. Therefore, now I care about what you have to say. And it's like, we should care about everyone. Exactly. Everyone has value. Exactly. Every human being has value and should never be made. And you should, you should teach, um, you know, you should teach your children 
to the, and this is easy for me to say I'm a mother of cats, but like, you know, you should like, I, I'm going to really hope that my nieces grow up with a really strong sense of self and that they, they don't have to put themselves in situations like that. And they don't have to take that, you know, and I hope that the future men will realize that that kind of boys will be boys behavior is unacceptable. And, and I'm sorry, if you want to, if you want to one day interview for a job on the Supreme Court then we're allowed to pull up your yearbook and read all the stupid crap you said. Totally Especially agree. when three women are accusing you of impropriety. You're you're scrutinized. You put yourself in a position where you're going to be scrutinized publicly. And I hope that in the future we don't have to have these arguments. You know, like... Totally. I don't know. Agreed. We... <laughs> we I didn't mean to go down that road. I just really wanted to know what you thought because... Um, you know, and now I don't live in Chicago anymore, and there's a lot of different opinions here in Texas. Um, yeah. Than in than in Chicago where I was, and it's and I think that's another thing is like, listen to people that don't agree with you and learn why they think the way they think, because if all you do is surround yourself by people who agree with you, you are never going to evolve in your beliefs. You're just going to get so right. rock set in them that you don't listen to anything else. I agree. I think that's so important. Cross party lines. I mean, learn a little I mean about cross each other. them and, and listen and, and realize that, like, even if someone says something stupid, they're they're not necessarily being malicious. You know when someone's being malicious. Right. Donald Trump is being malicious when he says stuff, like mean things. He's trying to upset people. Most people are just either ignorant or they just they've been surrounded by people that agree with them their whole life and they don't they don't they don't I mean that's ignorance. But you know, it's like I don't know. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know until you don't know it. Hey, I do hey, know. Hey. I do know that I better beat Medi in fantasy or he is never going to let me live in town. I can tell you that. I can tell you I have definitely lost for this week because Adrian Peterson yeah. could Ugh. not do it for me. Unless he has the best second half of his life against the Saints, I'm, I'm pretty much screwed. But Dude, listen. Poor, your poor boyfriend, one of his people literally has zero points right now. Oh, no. Enough. I don't mean to laugh at you, Benny. I'm really sorry. Thanks again for watching I mean, Shadow. So, Medi, you want to hear Medi's probability? Here's his projected total is 107.26. My projected total, 108.40. Shut up. It's like going to be down to the line. Well, I'm, I'm taking myself out of this one. May the I mean, better man or woman win. Well, what I told Medi is like, honestly, Medi, we're just competing for who has the least shitty team. <laughs> we're not competing for who's the best. We're competing for who's the least worst. That's pretty much our entire league, so I feel great I mean, about it. Except freaking that one guy who drafted amazingly. I, yeah. It's 4 0. Steven. That's Steven. How? He auto drafted. Wait, is Greg in our league? No. Oh. I was like, I feel like. Oh. Caitlin auto drafted too. Yeah, yeah, jerk. Nonsense. Do you remember which one of us is supposed to go first? Um, <laughs> we literally haven't recorded since May, so I don't know. Wait, I think you do. Do I? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because you did Williamsburg. Yeah. Which, speaking of, on the season opener of uh, our season premiere Saturday Night Live, Adam Driver is the host, and he's in a sketch, and they, um, it's about conservatives in the South. Um, mm-hmm. And they talk about taking like a, oh, like basically like white supremacist outing to Colonial Williamsburg. <laughs> and I was like, awesome. This is great. Uh, 
Amazing. I've never heard Colonial Williamsburg <laughs> referenced in modern television, and here we are. So, because you know why though? Because we started it. Yeah. So eat for effort. We went there. Clearly, no Adam Driver there. knew that we did that. So thanks. You're welcome. I loved you on Girls. He's. I love him and everything. Me too. He's. Um, he is great. Agreed. Okay. So I'm gonna go first then. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take it back to my cryptids. I'm going to teach you guys about the ooky, spooky Wendigo. Do you know what that is? No. I wish well, you guys could see Kristen right now. <laughs> I'm so glad she can't. I'm glad people couldn't before, and I'm glad they can't now. Great. Um, so, okay, if you... Oh, I've talked about this before, um, but one of my favorite television shows of all time is Supernatural. It's so good. <laughs> Oh my god, you guys can't hear it, but my cat is losing his mind. It's Ozzy. He's like, he has severe separation anxiety from me now. And he can hear me talking. And he's like, why aren't you with me? Like, what's going on? So he's like crying outside the door. Sorry. Ozzy, hush. It's dinner time. Go eat your dinner. Um, okay. So, Supernatural. Right? So I started watching the show. 27? Okay, first of all, I don't appreciate your tone. I'm just I don't No, I'm totally serious. I don't I don't need the tone. Yes, Riverdale season actually, 3 starts tomorrow <laughs> or when? Okay, so I might I might start watching it. Cuz it's so good cuz I sold you on it. No, because I don't know. I saw like an Archie comic and it looked funny and I was like, "Oh, maybe I would like this." <laughs> we'll see. TBD. You'll have to stick around for um E for Effort season 3 to find out if I watch it. <laughs> but so I told the story of how I got addicted to Supernatural before. Um, basically, the first episode I ever watched was Bloody Mary, which is... Oh, right. So good. So then I started back from the beginning. So season two... Season one, episode two is called Wendigo. It's one of my very favorite monsters, and it's one of my favorite episodes of Supernatural. Yeah. Mostly because the thing that I liked about Supernatural the most was that it, like would center around some kind of, like, spooky monster or ghost story, and then it would, like, also tell you, like, it would, like, in, it, like, episodes could kind of stand on their own. There was, like, an overarching theme, usually, but they could, like, stand on their own. So, like, Wendigo, if you just wanted to go, like, watch it, you could just watch it on your own. It's, like, its own little story, its own monster thing. It's very cool. Love it. So, um, I learned about this monster in that episode. It's amazing. They're in Colorado. Hey. It takes place in Colorado. Mountains. Um, and I just I just remember it scaring the crap out of me. Like, I just remember this episode being so scary and um, so, like, intriguing because it was one of the first monsters that had, like, a backstory to it, like, how it became a monster. Ooh. And I liked that a lot. So it's got everything I love. It had, like, monsters, hot guys, twists, turns, and, like, usually Supernatural has, like, a happy ending where, like, they kiss a girl. I don't know. <laughs> I always kind of hoped one day it would be me, but it never was. Well, they'll probably um, but that's okay. continue on to season 50, so there's still a chance. I mean, you're joking, but, like, I'm definitely going to stop. Uh, Jensen Ackles, one of the actors in Supernatural, who's, like, happily married with a kid, like, good for him. Um, but he has a, his, he started a beer, like, a brewing company in Austin called oh. The Family Business Beer Company. Um, Because that's what they call it in Supernatural. It's really nerdy. I really like it. I appreciate that he liked it. The nod to Supernatural. And I want to go there so bad. You should come visit Austin and we'll take like a trip. Deal. Is Jared Padalecki married as well? He is. He was my favorite. So I was totally 
a Sam girl and uh, Chelsea was a Dean girl. Um, and that's fine. They're both hot as hell, so good for them, you know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let's call it what it is. Um, and then I thought of you because the basically the real Wendigo monster comes from an Algonquin folktale. Oh, no way. Folklore. Yeah. I'm assuming it's spelt like the Chicago Algonquin, so I'm assuming that's how I'm saying it right. right. If I'm not, tell me, please. Educate me. Hi, babe. Hey, DA. It's, a- it's Alex. We're recording. What's up? DA says, what's up? Cool. Can you hear him? Cool. Yeah. Okay. And now that, uh, this is where if we had advertisers, we could, like, play an ad. Good job. Um, <laughs> right. Supernatural, please sponsor us season 50. Taylor Swift, um, you out there? <laughs> you up? <laughs> oh, my God. So the first thing I thought of, see, did you hear I said, oh, my God? Yeah. It's bad. So the first thing I thought of when we got that presidential text, other than like, oh my God, Handmaid's Tale is happening right now. Like, this is the beginning of it. I was like, dude, what if like Trump like tweets the whole country at like 2 a.m. like you up? (laughs) Or like, why? (laughs) What is it? YWD? What you doing? I hope he does. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's going to send it to us. And then we can all just respond with with Toad. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Anyway. So basically, a Wendigo is a man-eating monster spirit usually found in the forest. Okay. So, let me set the scene. It's a cold, like super cold um, forest in like Canada. Usually this, like this folklore comes from like Canada. Um, the forests up there, like Wisconsin, I don't know, where it's really, really cold. Sure. So it's like a cold, spooky forest and you're a... a, a, a what are they called? A trapper. Those are the guys that like mm-hmm. like hunted for pelts, right? Yeah. Okay. So you're a trapper, and a, a blizzard comes through, and your whatever buggy's broken. However you got there, it's broken, and you're st- <laughs> and you're stuck. Okay. I hate it when my buggy breaks down. <laughs> and you slowly start resorting to cannibalism, and then you become a Wendigo. Okay, I'll go into it more later. Don't worry. They're really scary. Don't look at me like that. They're like eight feet tall, like skeletal monsters that eat people. I have no doubt. Okay. So usually they're found in cold forests, um, basically like in the Great Lakes region. Oh, Atlantic coast. (laughs) I can't read my notes because I was probably a little tipsy on wine when I wrote them. And so this word looks like Atlantico, but it's Atlantic coast. That's what I meant. Great. So usually they're found in forests along the Atlantic coast or the Great Lakes region. Um, they usually appear as a humanoid creature, so they like look, they have human features. Um, but it's like basically someone like you become a Wendigo over like years and years and years of like eating people and like losing your humanity and becoming this monster. So they appear human, but they are usually like kind of. I keep doing this because most of them are, like, really tall and have, like, claws and stuff. They're, like, werewolves, but if werewolves are really cold Ooh. and skeletally and stretched out. So, like, if they morphed with vampires. Yes. So, like, a werewolf, vampire, cold monster. Wow. Um, or sometimes they can be seen as um, a human, uh, a, a person, like a human, possessed by the evil spirit of the Wendigo, which is, like, the, you know... Wendigo made me do it instead of being like, um, no, I just like ate that person because I wanted to, to eat a person, you know? Okay. 
Um, so that's where, that's kind of like the, the background of the actual like monster itself. Um, and then we'll go into more a little bit later. It gets a little spookier. Mm. Um, Wendigos are usually associated with taboo behaviors like cannibalism and murder. Um, so basically there's like a bunch of different types of Wendigo, um, like tales, but one common thread throughout all of them is that they're usually malevolent, cannibalistic, and they're always supernatural beings. Like there's always some element of they are faster than 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 like a normal creature, or they have better hearing, or they're you know it's like something about them is um, more um, is like advanced, Ooh. supernaturally advanced. And they're often associated with the brutal condition of the North, cold, famine, starvation, like what turns people into monsters. Yeah. So that's why it's kind of like important that they're always in like the cold areas. Um, okay, so I got a lot of this information from watching Supernatural, duh, and um, which I'm assuming they do their homework because they're the CW. They don't just let anyone on there, you know? Again, um, Riverdale, duh. <laughs> Um, and Wikipedia and like you know lame articles about I mean, okay guys it's a supernatural creature okay I didn't get Incredible this off sources of like all the way around. an encyclopedia yeah um, so here is um, Basil Johnson Johnston an Atwambi I don't know if I said that wrong teacher and scholar from Ontario gives this description of a Wendigo which I thought was pretty pretty creepy so I'm just gonna read it straight up the Wendigo was gaunt to the point of emaciation it's dis desiccated I think that's the right word I don't know I can't read desiccated skin pulled tightly over its bones with its bones pushing out against its skin its complexion the ash gray of death and its eyes pushed back deep into their sockets the wendigo looked like a gaunt skeleton recently disinterred from the grave what lips it had were tattered and bloody Unclean and suffering from separations of the flesh, the Wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay, decomposition, death, and corruption. I don't like it. Yeah. So imagine if you're just, like, camping. I thought this was cool, too, because we were camping. Right. So it's like, imagine if you're just, like, camping. And that's that's a plot of Supernatural. So her bro- this guy is, like, you know, out camping with his friends. And something spooky, like, grabs him out of his tent. Ooh. And then they have to, like, go find him. And it's, like, it's a Wendigo. What would you have done if Spoiler I would have gone alert. missing? He would have just been gone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Great, thank you. I'd have been like, I'd have been like, did you have find her iPhone on? Because that's the only way we're finding this bitch. I'm not gonna look for her. Great. No, I would have found you. It's fine. Um, oftentimes, another thing about Wendigos is they are um, unable to be satisfied, so they can eat and eat and eat and not be full. Hmm. Um, they're often seen as like gluttonous and always searching for new victims, right? So, like, am I part Wendigo? I don't know. Um, in some cases, um, humans that are possessed with uh, greed or cannibalism can turn into Wendigos. So it's like you always have to be careful um, to temper yourself to maintain your vices so that you don't like become a wendigo it's used as kind of like you know how your mom would say like oh don't stay out past the streetlights or the boogeyman will get you like in some cultures this is seen as like um you know don't overeat or else you'll become a wendigo or like don't um you know greed don't become greedy or you'll become a wendigo you'll never be satisfied um it's a very gluttonous monster like um sia sings in the remix for alexander hamilton exactly thank you 
You're so, you know what? Gold star. Gold star for you. Thanks. I worked hard for that one. <laughs> Thanks. I'm really smart. Um, so if that isn't creepy enough, there is a real such thing as Wendigo psychosis. What? Let me tell you all about it. Yeah. So the one like main famous case that Wikipedia talks about. <laughs> um, in my defense, I did at least type, write up my own notes. So I just <laughs> copied from Wikipedia. But like I wrote them myself. So I get a little bit of credit. Totally. I feel and like. you're shouting out your Thank source. You. Thanks, Wikipedia. Give them give them money because they or else this podcast will just be Alex and I talking more about, I don't know, our animals. Because I'm not doing real research. I don't know what you think. Like, y'all aren't paying me for this. You know, Listen, just kidding. I've got an hour long to talk about Shadow every day. So. <laughs> so true. So bring um, it on. Let's do it, baby. Okay, so the one famous case that um, Wikipedia talked about was the case of Swift Runner. So basically... Um, in the winter of 1878, Swift Runner and his family were starving. They were up in the, the north, and they were about 25 miles away from food and supplies. And I believe Swift Runner's eldest son, um, like, died of natural causes first. Um, and then, so during that winter, Swift Runner killed and ate his entire family, his wife, and five children. Ew. Now, I don't know, so uh, last podcast on the left just did a a series about the Donner family, Um, so I wonder almost if, like, his son hadn't died first, and fact check me if I'm wrong, all you um, Wendigo experts, I wonder if his son hadn't died first, if he would have, like, resorted to cannibalism, Um, because... It's like if they're already dead, it's easier to allow yourself if you're starving, you know, than to actually like kill someone. Mm -hmm. But then it's like once you do it, that line has been crossed and it's like, what's, you know. So the thing is, he was only 25 miles away from supplies, um, which I mean is pretty far. But at the same time, I would like to think I would at least try and get on my little, my sled and try and go, try, before I ate my entire family. Yeah, like, yeah. 25 miles isn't 500 miles across the ocean, you know. So they were saying, no. they were saying basically, because he was only 25 miles away from supplies, they questioned if he actually needed to resort to cannibalism or if he chose to. I don't Thus, like it. the Wendigo psychosis sets in. Um... Now, again, most likely the whole point of the Wendigo myth was to discourage people from resorting to cannibalism in extreme conditions by implying that anyone who had had like a taste of human flesh um, was then going to become a Wendigo. So it's like, don't even try it, because once you taste it, once you pop the phone, don't stop, you know, once once you have that first taste of of human flavored Pringles, you just really it's over. Oh, God. I hear humans taste a lot like pork. Oh. And I like pork. Oh, God. But I don't think I'd ever eat a person. <laughs> I like to think I would. I'm never sleeping no, over at Kristen's house ever again. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. So basically, in short, just, like, don't eat people. You know? It's like... Just You're going to become a Wendigo. They're gross. The Supernatural episode was super gross. And they're supposed... So, in the Supernatural episode, which I couldn't find, like, 100% corroborated by sources. So, like, I don't know where Supernatural got their sources. But, like, Wendigos are, like, particularly amazing, like, hunters. So, they, like, stalk you. And, like, they're really fast. And they're really strong. And they, like, hide people out for, like, winters. Like, jerky. You know? Like, keep them... Keep them all... 
hung out and, and ready to eat whenever. Um, <laughs> but, um, so yeah, that's, that's the myth of the Wendigo. And they are, they really are very scary. It makes me think of, what was the movie that we watched? It was like a Netflix original where the guys go into the forest and they're like camping. <gasps> yes. And they, but they didn't eat people, did they? They like sacrificed people to that monster. Well, I would too. Well, yeah, but he kind of <laughs> looked or sounded like a little bit like a Wendigo. Maybe it was. Ooh, what was that most name of that, that movie? movie? The Ritual. The Ritual. Let's see. Was the monster in the Ritual a Wendigo? Survey says. Probably. I mean, he was in the forest. The ritual monster explained. It doesn't say. I would give that movie seven out of ten stars. Oh, remember that was an. It was like an old Norse god. It was. It was good. It wasn't great. It was good. It was definitely worth watching for free on Netflix. A thousand percent. There was a Friday night. It was definitely worth if you for free. If you are like, if you're not trying to. break through, you know, the most amazing horror movie of all time. It was good. It was spooky. With one more bottle of wine, it probably would have been great. I mean, listen, it wasn't as bad as the freaking... What was that one? Krampus. What was the one we watched? No. Krampus was great. You shut your mouth. Disagree. Um, no, what was the one... What was the one we watched? <laughs> Disagree. What was the one we watched that we were so disappointed in? The Beguiled. Oh, yeah. We were so distraught. Yeah. We really thought that was going to be really good. I didn't like it. Um, I didn't like it either. Do you know which one I really did like that I literally still have nightmares about? Kristen, side note, is like a horror movie expert. I was literally just texting her the other day. Who is? You. Because I don't understand how you always find like great movies to watch. Um, I've never heard of most of the movies that Kristen suggests. The Big Isle is not, is an exception. I had heard about that one. (laughs) But no, we watched... Uh, what was it? Hell House? <gasps> that movie was so good. I think it was Hell House Incorporated. With that clown? It's on Amazon Yeah, it, it's on Amazon. Yep. It scared me to my core, that movie. Yeah. And actually, yeah. I'm staying here by myself tonight, and I am, like, upset about it, because I still you should. get scared about it. Like, there are so many scenes in that movie that are just straight up, just like... Straight up horrifying where to the point where we were screaming and holding each other in a group of people because it was so frightening accurate because it was me you t and james right Right. so if you need all of us and we were all and t and i had seen it before and da started watching it with us but he left early (laughs) and slept with the lights on that night um yeah maddie wasn't even going to try it yeah he was like i'm not going to bed i'm not going to sleep until you're in bed with me like this is your fault i'm like i'm not sorry you knew what you're getting yourself into i love i love if you send me a horror movie that i haven't seen and that i like i'll give you something i'll send you something because i love horror movies they're so good i've seen a pretty good amount except like really messed up ones like i don't i'm not gore i'm not i don't like gore are you gonna go see the new halloween Duh, Halloween's one of my favorites. Agreed. I need to see The Nun. Oh, I haven't I seen The Nun. I still need to see The Nun. Um, oh, and we're going to watch that show together. What's it called? I don't remember. 
mean, okay, we'll watch it. We'll post about it. Watch it with us because we're gonna do. We're gonna watch about it, and then I think maybe our next episode because it comes out on the twelfth. Yeah. Um. So then the next episode that we have after we finish it, we'll we'll do an episode where we just talk about it. Can't wait because it looks really and good. And we'll tell you the name of um, it because neither of us can remember right now. <laughs> we'll tell you the name of it. Really Listen. doing great stuff over here. If you here. have stuck, in, if you have stuck in this long, first of all, congratulations! You're one of the best people of all time. Agreed. Two, you have the most patience. God bless you. Uh, yeah, hundred uh, percent. You deserve the world, and the world will be yours one day. Agreed. Um, did you watch the dream? Like I told you, no. Not yet. Okay. It's super terrifying. It's about sleep paralysis. It's about sleep paralysis. I can't do it. I can't it's do it. It's so I good. Like Watch it. I think it's called The Dream. Maybe it's called The Nightmare. Can I tell I you, know. to be totally honest, sleeping my... Okay, so I don't sleep well most of the time. I've been doing a lot better lately, um, but my mom keeps telling me I need to wear a sleep mask to go to sleep, and like several people have recommended this, doctors included. I can't do it. <laughs> The thought of being blindfolded while sleeping is so yeah. terrifying to me. I I yeah. can't explain it properly. It's just that yeah. has to be the absolute worst sensation in the entire world. Uh, so yeah. never. But sleep paralysis is right there with it. So, I mean, so. I have sleep sleep paralysis, and it legitimately is the worst thing that's ever happened. Absolutely to me. not. It's the it's it's actually the most terrifying waking nightmare. Of like of all time, like it's really, it really is. Your body is completely mobile. You cannot move. Your mind is completely awake, but it's like you still see and hear things sometimes. Like you're dreaming, no. but you're conscious, but you don't know it's not real. And it's and it's usually like when I do it, I'm because I listen to too much true crime stuff, so I'm always convinced that someone's gonna break into my house and kill right. me. Right. So usually when I have sleep paralysis, I'm awake. And someone is, like, breaking into my home or my room or whatever. And it's the most terrifying thing ever. I I hate it. And now that I talked about it, it's going to happen to me. That's the other thing. Sleep paralysis, like, if you think about it, it, like, happens to me. Like, if I think about it, if I'm like, okay, oh, my God, I'm so scared. Like, I hope that doesn't happen to me tonight. Like, bam. I'm I'm so upset about this. I'm going to do this to myself. If I just will sleep paralysis on myself, I'm going to be really pissed. Like, I'm going to be real <laughs> I, it, pissed. It would be, I think it'd be hard for you to, like, because it has to do with something about, like, when your cycle gets, like, confused or, like, switching from, like, REM to active or, I don't know. There's, like, a science behind it. I don't know, but it's it's absolutely horrible. It's usually brought on by stress. Great. Usually it happens to me when I'm really stressed out. It happened to me. A lot when we were moving. Great. I'm definitely not stressed out right now, so that's good. Good. Great. Okay, what's your topic? I'm so excited. I was going to say. Mine took forever. So, okay. No, it didn't. Um, This is the opposite of stress. Um, It's vacation. Relaxation. So, basically, I just am doing a summer book report, um, or a school book report, rather, on, like, what I did on my summer vacation. Oh my god, I'm so excited. We haven't really talked since then. And Kristen, unfortunately for her, has heard about my European vacation. But you guys haven't. Well, actually, probably a lot of you have, because we have eight listeners. No, tell me Pretty much all of our friends. So so this summer, Maddie and I took a really, really super fun vacation to Europe. Um, I love traveling. Maddie loves traveling. Um, it was our first trip together. It was really exciting. Um, 
Yeah, so we explored some new places. We went to technically seven countries in 13 So jealous. Actually, like, you can't see my face, but I'm, like, really pissed. It was so exhausting and so amazing and so worth it. We were so sick by the end of it, but it was really great. So we started in Chicago. Um, Chicago. You you can't count that. No, we don't count that. Uh, We started in Chicago. We flew to Rome. And a bit of a touch, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, I've been to Italy before, but I had never been to Rome, so that was super exciting. I'd only been to like Venice and northern Italy, um, very close to where that weird uh ghost legend murder ghost happened. town, mm-hmm. weird, um, spooky. So, okay, so one thing I want to note about this vacation. Um, we pretty much had to rely on the kindness of strangers to get through this vacation. Um, Mehdi speaks fluent French, he speaks some German, and he speaks Arabic and English. I speak English, so... (laughs) Like a good American, I only speak English. (laughs) I really try with French. It's not happening. French would not have helped me in any situation we were in anyways, so it didn't matter. Right. but no, I think everywhere we went, we met the nicest, coolest people of all time. Um, so in Rome, oh. there's no exception. Before we even got off our flight, uh, our flight attendant bought an apartment in Italy, in Rome, because he loved it so much. So he essentially wrote out directions. We had a six-hour layover, so we did not have a long time there. He was like, this is the train oh, you take to get to the Coliseum. You walk X amount of steps, you do all of this, blah, 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 and then you stop here and you take this train back and you'll get right back to the airport in time. He was totally right. It was amazing. Um, So (laughs) we saw the Coliseum, which is the most beautiful, um, but the Fountain de Travi was just the most majestic thing I've ever seen. It's in the middle of uh, the square in Rome and it's just just the most gorgeous thing. You'll have to look at my photos. I'll put a little, like... Yes, hit we'll list out like or something in my top. Alex's vacation spots. Yeah, it was great. Um, so we got gelato there, and we hightailed it mm. back to the airport. Uh, and from Rome, we went to Vienna. Um, so Vienna, I've been mm. to a couple of times before, but um, this is the first time I really traveled with like a boyfriend. So it was pretty exciting for me as well. Um, I've been to Europe many times with my family, so to be able to go with Eddie and Explore was really fun. Um, But there again, right as we were um, trying to find a train and get to our Airbnb, we Airbnb the entire trip. It was fantastic. Big shout out to Airbnb. Super cheap, super safe, beautiful. Yeah, I hear that's like the way to do it. We stayed stayed near like the downtown areas of everywhere we wanted to be. At no point did we ever feel unsafe. We had really amazing hosts. A lot of them were just renting out rooms in their apartments. Um, yeah. We had a great experience. Um, in Vienna, uh, yeah, we met this guy right off the bat. His name was Adam. Big shout out to him, too. He um, helped us, A, get train tickets because we had no idea what we were doing. He pointed us in the right direction. <laughs> he gave us this app to use to walk around and also was a huge Moroccan football fan or soccer fan. Uh, so he basically told us everywhere we needed to go because the World Cup was going on at this time. So everywhere we needed yeah. to go to watch like a cool soccer game in a cool environment. Um, he immediately treated us to our first beer upon arriving in the actual oh. city proper of Vienna. It was really awesome. So we were super stoked. That's so cool. Um, 
We walked everywhere we went or took public transportation. In Vienna, I think we walked a total of like 16 miles across a couple days. Um, Good God. (laughs) My highlight there was uh, this really, really just like down and dirty dinner we had. We, um, we, there's a place that um, another couple that we met, they were uh, Moroccan and uh, Austrian. And they were very similar to me and Mehdi. They were so sweet. We met them watching a soccer game uh, at this little riverside beach hut place that we were watching uh, football at. And um, they told us that we had to get, I think it was called, a, I'm going to butcher it. I think it's a streckelfish, which or fish. I don't remember. But it's basically mm-hmm. just literally a grilled full fish on a skewer. Oh, that sounds amazing. It was my family could not believe that I actually ate it because it's just something so <laughs> out of character for me. I've never filleted my own fish. I can tell you that confidently. Um, yeah. We had to walk forever to find it, but once we finally did, it was worth it. There's just a little man, not a little man, but like a man. <laughs> he is like a little Yeah, like grill. a normal-sized man. Um, and he just roasts all these fish. You, He cooks them to order, and he wraps it in parchment paper with like a little bit of salt and a little bit of olive oil, you get um, as much bread as you want and then like a, essentially like a tzatziki sauce or something to like kind mm-hmm. of eat it all with. Uh, I could have eaten like seven of those fish. It was the that most amazing. amazing thing. Maddie did have to like teach me how to eat it, but um, <laughs> it was really great. We had such a good time. Right next door there was like a, a little like beer hut where they were selling local beers and local juices and things. We, we sat by the river and we just had the best time. It was really neat. That sounds amazing. Um, from Vienna, we went to Budapest, which was super Ooh. exciting for me because I've never been to Budapest. I'm so I've never been to Hungary in general. Um, mm-hmm. We learned a lot there. I didn't realize, I probably should have known this, I didn't realize that the city is actually split between the Buddha side and the Pest side, um, huh. which was really cool. I didn't know that. Uh, our host at our Airbnb explained it to us all, but. There it was so much fun because Maddie's a chef, so we um, we were trying. We weren't like cheap by any means on our vacation, but we were trying to like um, see as much as we could. So the night before, we got into town uh, and we just we hit a grocery store quick and we bought all the supplies to make essentially like a picnic. Um, mm-hmm. So we made this really cute little picnic and. Um, packed it all up the night before and the next mile we walked 13 miles we explored Buddha we explored Margaret Island and then we explored Best and it was the most beautiful adventure we stopped to have a picnic along the way and um, it was just I can't explain it it was just it was so cool I know that literally explaining things on this podcast is part of my job (laughs) um but it was really neat. And then from there in Budapest, they have these things called the ruin pubs, which are essentially just like kind of ruined buildings still from the world wars. And they have been rehabbed into these really fantastic bars. Um, so the nightlife there is just incredible. And uh, Mehdi and I had been fasting kind of he had mainly been fasting for ramadan it ended right at the beginning of our trip in rome and uh he gives up alcohol with ramadan as well so for 40 days prior to the end of uh ramadan on uh eid we gave up booze 
So we were able to have our first beers in the Ruin Pubs, which was really cool. Oh, it was pretty special. That's cool. The one that we went to was called Simplicart, and it, it I can't again. I'll just I'll have to post photos. It was very cool. You walk in and it's um, just so many. It's like essentially just very like um, like kind of gritty. It has like an industrial feel to it for sure, um, and each little room is kind of a different theme. We sat in this room yeah. that looked kind of like Stranger Things. It had all of these, you know, 1980s mm-hmm. pieces of technology and TVs, and it looked like Radio Shack kind of threw up all over it, and it was really cool. <laughs> and then we went to a different bar, uh, or a different bar within that bar that had, like, bikes with these beautiful planters in them and Christmas lights, and it sounds really gaudy and crazy, but it worked really well together, and it was just, it was just the coolest that sounds awesome. Um, from Budapest, we went to Moscow, um, which was the most insane thing. Traveling to Russia, this is an American at this time. I know. A little nuts, but uh, Maddie took me to my first World Cup game, which was the coolest experience of my life. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge sports fan in general, so uh, the World Cup has always been on my bucket list. I've slowly become a big soccer fan as well, dating Medi. I've learned more than I ever wanted to know about Real Madrid and uh, <laughs> <laughs> just all of it. Um, but it was super fun. So Morocco made it to the World Cup this year for the first time in 20 years, which was a really big deal for them. They wow. qualified. Yeah. Um, and since my boyfriend is a Moroccan nationalist and diehard Moroccan, uh, we... He, you get tickets in a lottery, essentially. So when the tickets were released, Matty uh, had won, or the tickets that he received anyways, were uh, for Morocco versus Portugal. So that was pretty much the jackpot for Matty. It was uh, yeah. his team versus Portugal, and uh, he's a huge Ronaldo fan. So Cristiano Ronaldo is the captain of the Portuguese team. So it was pretty insane uh we got to see them in Luzniki stadium uh which is where they held the first game and i think that's where the final game was as well um so we went to that first round game and it was just so moving um i i cried twice during the game which was kind of embarrassing but also very cool when we first get in there uh both teams sing their national anthem so the national anthem plays and the teams on the field are singing and and the stadiums are completely filled with patriotic fans. So it was probably 75% Morocco, and they're all belting out the wow. lyrics to their national anthem. And it was very cool Aww. to watch Maddie get that opportunity. And um, yeah. he's holding like a giant Moroccan flag, and it was just, it was really fun. Um, and at the end, what was most moving to me was actually um, Morocco lost, unfortunately. Uh, they lost, they. Um, uh, Ronaldo scored within the first couple of minutes and they played uh, Portugal played defense essentially the rest of the game Morocco just couldn't aim unfortunately but uh, at the end of the game uh, Portugal exited the field and Morocco all the players they stood and and they clapped for all the fans and the fans clapped for them and it was just it was this really beautiful Aww. thing. No one left the stadium. Like there was just such mutual respect for both the fans and the players. It was, yeah. It's a, they say it's the beautiful game, and I I really kind of understood it in that moment. It was beautiful, literally. Um, 
So from there, we had the craziest time in Moscow. It was so much fun. Um, I will say I was... I bet Moscow was, like, so cool. I was mildly apprehensive, nervous about going to Moscow, and I'll admit that. Um, yeah. I realized, in hindsight, I shouldn't have been. Um, that was just, you know, fear that a lot of people instilled in me. That was a little silly. Um, maybe not fear, but just... I think it's always important. Apprehension. It's always important to be aware of your surroundings and be like mindful of yeah. situations. However, um, if you let your fear get the best of you, that's silly too. So um, yeah. it was our final night actually in Moscow. We uh, It was the only place we didn't stay in an Airbnb. We were in a hostel. We're in like, we can't, we still can't figure out what area we were in. We don't really know where we were, <laughs> to be totally honest. But um, we're in an Uber. It's probably, two o'clock three o'clock in the morning uh, we're both a little drunk Maddie's wearing a Moroccan flag we're holding beers like it's so silly and yeah uh, all of a sudden our uber driver starts kind of um, pulling off to the side of the road and not not really communicating with us at all and Maddie and I are like so this this is where we die like <laughs> I knew it was gonna happen here it is it's been real like, we, at least we got to see the game. This is cool. And all yeah. of a sudden we hear uh, our Uber driver trying to talk to Siri. And Siri starts saying, do you want me to take you to a pharmacy for a cure for the common cold? And we realized in that moment how terrible and judgmental we were being. Because we thought we were oh. going to get murdered. When in actuality our Uber driver couldn't speak a word of English but was trying to ask if we wanted cold medicine if he wanted us to take uh, him to take us to like essentially like a CVS to to get something <laughs> for our sniffles because we had been sniffling and sneezing the whole ride back in the, the back seat um, oh what a nice guy so it was just it was kind of a lesson for me for sure because I assumed the worst and yeah uh, that was silly of me there's there's a there's a very fine line between staying vigilant and being I mean, I a little bit had Georgia and Karen in the back of my head being like, fuck the lightness. Like, yeah. So a little bit I I had my guard up, but at the same time, it it was a little bit crazy on my part, too, because not everyone's out to get you. And that's, I think, important to remember. (laughs) Um, So that was pretty sweet. After Moscow, we went to Prague, which was so baller if you ever get the chance to go to Prague go to Prague I will say and remind me where Prague is Prague is in the Czech Republic um okay it's definitely Americanized like they yeah I think they have a little bit of crush on America they uh a lot of English speaking bars a lot of American themed bars um that's nice at that having said that though we stopped it was the only place we went to that rained so it everyone warned <laughs> us they were like Prague is gonna be so hot only pack sundresses false we got there it was unseasonably cold it was about <laughs> inaccurate it was about 60 degrees i was in a sweater and a jean jacket freezing and uh Aww. but it was really cool because the architecture is a little darker there uh so the mm-hmm. fog and the gloom kind of added to it and it made it like yeah really just like kind of cozy and creepy all at the same time it was awesome but we stopped into a bar to get out of the rain and met a bunch of american students that were studying abroad and they all, oh, cool. they were recommending places for us to go. And they recommended this bar called Anonymous. And they really wouldn't say anything about it. But they were just like, ask for the secret menu. That's all we can tell you. 
So we stumbled there later that day, and it turned out to be a V for Vendetta themed bar, which was pretty awesome. Cool. Um, yeah, that's cool. They served you a menu, and then if you asked for the secret menu, they would give you a black light that revealed a lot more things on the menu, which was pretty cool. Um, and everything was just kind of like a riddle. Like we we asked for the Wi-Fi password because it was the only way that we could really keep in connection with anybody was if we had Wi-Fi. And yeah. uh, our waiter goes, yes, of course. And we're like, so could we could we have the password? And he was like, yes, <laughs> of like, course. And that was the password. And we just like everything was kind of oh. a game and a riddle. And it was it was like essentially a speakeasy. It was cool. it was very cool. Um, highly recommend that if you're ever in Prague. Um, and from Prague, then we flew home to uh, well, by way of Munich and then London. We watched actually Germany play in Munich, which was pretty cool at the airport. Um, they had a big setup there, and there were a lot of German fans rooting for their home team, which was pretty sweet. Yeah. And then uh, from there, we flew to London, and in London. Again, we really lucked out with just the nicest people. We had um, a friend of Medi's that he had met randomly once or twice while he had been here in Chicago. Uh, Medi reached out to him just to say, hey, we're coming to London. Any suggestions on where we should go? And this guy Mm -hmm. picked us up at night. Uh, He borrowed his sister's convertible so that he could take us on a driving tour of London. So we had the most beautiful night sky driving tour. We saw all the sights, Buckingham Palace. We saw Big Ben. We saw everything. I pretended to wave to Meghan Markle. It was fantastic. (laughs) You lived your best life. I really did. We we went to a curry house. It was my first time having curry. London's definitely a place to get it if you've never had it, too. Um, It was just the coolest. We slept for, like, two hours and then Maddie and I had to pack our bags and head to the airport to come home to Chicago but I can't even tell you what a whirlwind adventure it was and it was so much fun doing it with Maddie because um it was really cool for us we had to trust each other and rely on each other and um we had to work as a team to get through it or not get through it but to you know get around and it was yeah it was really fun I think traveling can uh really um, put a damper on relationships, not romantically. It can be stressful, for sure. Right, but even friendships. I have friends that I travel better with than others, and it's, yeah. it was really, it was a really fun trip. We had a great time. Oh, so good. I know. I was, when you came home, I was so happy for you and, like, jealous, and also, like, I just wanted to know, like, everything. Like, it sounded like just the most amazing trip. I just, like... And, like, I want to go. Um, I get, like... I don't even know. There's like an actual term for it where you get home from vacation and you're like kind of depressed then because then you're like, yeah, okay, now what? And I feel like yeah. I constantly have that. So it was really, it was good for me. I needed, I needed a good adventure. I needed a good break. It was very exciting. Yeah. I think it's, I think traveling is really important. Like I think it's one of those things where it, like we remind you that there's other people in the world and there's other things in the world to see and to do and cultures and yeah. I think it's important. I think it's hard because, you know, obviously not everyone can afford it, but, like, even if it's just, like, take a drive to another state or, totally. you know, just go do something, like, go take an adventure together. Or another part of your state. Um, even, like, Illinois yeah. is so big. Like, Chicago is not indicative, I would say, of a majority of the state of Illinois. No. No. And and the rest of the state will remind you of that. Agreed. Happily. I will say, too, it's also, I think, good. Um, 
I think as Americans sometimes we get a lot of heat and we get really down on ourselves about how dysfunctional our country can be and how, um, I mean, just all of what we were saying earlier about politics. But in Prague, actually, we ran into uh, what we thought was a cool demonstration um, by a bunch of pieces of modern art. We started walking towards them and quickly realized uh, it was an anti-Islam rally. So that was eye-opening for us to see as well that, unfortunately, hate isn't just in America. It's everywhere. But also, it's not just us. We all have issues. We're all... Yeah. We all have to do better. Um, yeah. So I think all the way around, it's just, it's good to see other things and experience new things and, and all of that. And that... So take a trip. Go do something. That's my, what I did on vacation summer book report. Well, I give you an A plus. Oh Because that was great. Thanks so much. You're so welcome. It was so fun. I loved it. Thanks. Now we have to go on a trip together. Yeah. We really do. Where are we going to go? Some are warm. Okay. Let's go to like, I don't know, like an island. Okay. Let's do like a, let's do like an all-inclusive retreat. I heard trips to Cancun right now are really cheap, to be totally honest. Are people like, are people getting sick and stuff? Like, isn't, isn't the alcohol poisoned or is that over now? I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll, we'll let you guys know what we decide. Awesome. Okay. What are you obsessed with this week? Okay. First of all, can I tell you what I'm not obsessed with this week? Please tell me what you're not obsessed with. It actually makes me really sad. But I am not obsessed with Payne Lindsay's new podcast, Up and Vanish Season 2. Okay, so here's the deal. You know how I feel about this? I didn't really care for Up and Vanish Season 1. I Okay, I loved Up and Vanish Season 1, and I also love the Atlanta Monster. So for me... I didn't even... I haven't even started Atlanta Monster yet. I don't know what it is about this season, and it breaks my heart. I think I need to give it more of a chance. I think, in fairness to Payne Lindsay, I get very distracted when I put this podcast on, and I'm I'm always in a stressed-out situation when I'm trying to listen to this. The Tara Grimstad story used to make me a little more zen. It was very fascinating to me. I got sucked into it easily. It was a stress reliever. This time around, I really have to focus, and I don't. I don't like it as much, and I, it makes me sad. I want to know what happened. To listen to it while you're driving. I do. Like, I listen to the podcast that I have to pay attention to when I'm no, driving. No, I do. That's the problem. Um, I want to know what happened to Crystal, 100%. I think her case is very interesting. I don't know what it is. I'm going to keep giving it a try. but I Maybe take a break. Maybe, like, take a break for a little bit, listen to another podcast, like, get into a good headspace, and then start I think over. that's right. I think that's what I'm going to have to do. I was so excited about it. I was literally counting down the days, and I'm six episodes in, and I'm like, okay. All right. Then it must really not be that good, because you really are obsessed with everything that man does. It it probably is. Like I'm saying, I'm probably not listening to it at the right time. So maybe I'll restart it and give it another try and come back next week and be like, oh my god, that was my favorite thing I've ever listened to. Because I love him. I have a lot of respect for him. I have a lot of respect for the work that he does. Well, we're all waiting with bated breath, so let, give us your full report next But what week. I am obsessed with, and I don't know if I've talked to this, talked about this or not before, but I'm obsessed with The Daily Skim. So this is... I feel like I've heard about this, but I don't know if it was from Okay, me. so I know that they have, like, a full Tell network. They might even have a podcast themselves. I'm not totally sure. 
Everyone has a podcast. So they nowadays. probably do. I, I read their newsletter. So it's a daily newsletter that essentially skims the topics um, going on across the world. And it has made me um, slightly, I think, more educated on things that are going on worldwide. Uh, I know. That's good. <laughs> I mean, prior to that, I would get my news from The Daily Show, which still love that, yeah. still do that. However, um, this is more international news and a lot. Yeah. There, Yes, it focuses on Trump, but there's other stories like um, about the right. huge earthquake and tsunami that just hit the um oh my god i can't even believe i'm doing this it just hit india sorry (laughs) i just totally blanked but that's horrendous and i wouldn't honestly have known about it if i hadn't listened to that or read that newsletter rather um it says a lot of stuff like that and it makes it easily digestible and compact so that you're understanding what's going on and if you want to learn more and dive deeper into a subject you can but you're at least aware of things that are going on around the world and I think that's right, really right. important. And that's important, too. It's like, we need to keep abreast of world politics because we all live together in the world, you know. Exactly. And we're not all single. We're not. It's not just us. I mean, America is great, but we're not alone. Exactly. So that's what I'm obsessed with. I love the Daily Scam, and I will gladly refer you. I'm going to, please refer me, because I'm going to have to, because I need to, I need to, I basically get all my news from last week tonight and podcasts, mm-hmm. so... Probably should listen to... I should probably read other things. Um, okay. I can tell you two things I'm obsessed with. One, I'm obsessed with your adorable little ponytail. I've watched you play with it this whole time. It's so cute. Thanks. I just want to... I just want to chop it off and keep it with me in my room here in Texas. Thank you. Um, uh, but I'm also obsessed with this reality... This show on Netflix I've tried to make. You watch, you won't watch it, but I don't care. It's called Somebody Feed Phil. Ooh. And... How did I told no. you about this? Oh my god. First of all, Phil Rosenstein, Rosenthal, I don't know. I forget his last name. But he's adorable. He's the guy who wrote and produced um, Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, okay. So he's he used to have a show on PBS about food. And now he's got, it's a Netflix show. So there's two seasons. It's called Somebody Feed Phil. And he basically just goes to cities around the world and, like, eats their food. And, like, his usually he, like, knows people that live there. And so they, like, show him around and, like, oh, here are these really cool places that, like, maybe they're, usually he has, like, one or two, like, really commonly popular, like, big places that have, like, James Beard Reward Chefs and, like, you know, this big deal. Um, and then he, sometimes he just goes like people's house and like, he goes to like really small little hole in the wall places. And it's like, there, it's amazing. One, he just has a really cool perspective on like traveling. He clearly travels a lot. Um, so if you like, so it's like, it's kind of like Anthony Bourdain parts mm-hmm. unknown. I would kind of think it's like a travel food show, but it's just Phil like himself has like a lot of heart and he's really, he's, he's really funny and interesting to watch and then also you get the travel stuff and also oh, cool. you get the food stuff. So it's like kind of a mixture of yeah, everything. Yeah, very cool. So obviously my family's from New Orleans, so I'm obsessed with the New Orleans episode. There is nice. one. And um, so DA and I are taking a little couple trip to New Orleans this weekend. Oh, how fun. Um, and so we're going to go. I know. We were just like, why not? We're like five hours away. Let's just t- get in the car and drive. Um, so we're going to go to two of the um, places we saw on Somebody Feeds Phil, and I'm so excited. I'll tell you all about it. But it's so good. It's called Somebody Feed Phil, and it's amazing. You can just watch them by your, like, I think I kind of pick and choose which 
places I'm like most interested in and then I watch them all you know but I start with like an emotion I think the New Orleans episode is really good I love the um Vietnam episode it made tea like so like nostalgic she he's like went to all these cool places and ate all this yummy food um and every episode he skypes his parents so cute (laughs) I love that it is so cute um but it's it's called Somebody Feed Phil. Like, at least watch, like, the New Orleans episode. Like, if nothing yeah. else. Um, it's so good. I love it so much. Awesome. Um, I've been watching a lot of television. <laughs> now that I don't have any friends oh, back home anymore. Oh, stop it. Because all my friends moved away. So it's like, all right. It's okay. It's a process. Don't worry about it. Baby steps. What is it? The... The road of a thousand steps starts with one or something. I don't know. The journey of a thousand steps starts with one. I don't That's know. Like, I thought about I'm the tired. Jesus one where there are two sets of footprints, but then it turns into one or something. Because Jesus carried yeah. you? Jesus must have some pretty some pretty strong arms because I'm a big girl. <laughs> but he made you that way. Jesus and been, he loves you Jesus, so. He, he, he loves me this, I know. For that poem tells me so. Wow. Great. Oh goodness. Okay. Well, great stuff. This has been, this has been very clearly one of our longest. We just had so much to tell you guys. We just had, so, you know what? We haven't seen each other in a month. We haven't seen you guys in a month. We there was just we so just much. You know, what shirt are you wearing? Um, I'm wearing a Minnie Mouse tank top. Oh my god! Maddie got it for me when he was, or for me rather, when he was in Disney World. That's Thank adorable. You. Good for I'm you. Pretty stoked. Did I show you my my Sleeping Beauty Toms? <gasps> oh my god! Aren't those amazing? I love those. Wow. I actually wore them to work on Casual Friday, and everyone was like, "Are those? Is that is that a, a Disney Tom?" I was like, uh, "Yeah." Did you say I paid yeah. extra for it? I'm mm-hmm. a child. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and they were expensive, <laughs> and I'm proud of them. Good as you should be. Everybody should I be am. proud of Disney. I mean, they're pretty great. Disney. Awesome. Me too. All right. Well, thanks. And listen, if you stuck it all the way out to this point, thank you. You're a saint. Think the saints won tonight. The best. Also, we should probably tell you God. to interact with us on social media. So do yes, that. Alex, take it away. I have to check my fantasy. Which what's our what's our social? At I'm losing, podcast. by the way, for everyone that's worried. Oh. Many is destroying oh, me. Yeah. At E for Effort Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or email us at E for Effort Podcast at gmail.com. And if you're one of our listeners and you have not rate, reviewed, and subscribed to us, first of all, why? How dare you? Second of all, please do, because that's the only way that people get like recommend like that's how we get like recommended mm-hmm. to people. Listen, as if you guys rate, review, subscribe us. Clearly, you're as obsessed with us as we are, so do it. Oh my god, like, why is she so obsessed with me? I actually, okay, this is my final story, I promise, and then I for real will sign off. Um, Okay, Shadow, um, so he always sticks his head in between my blinds, like when I am not home, just to kind of like keep watch. But if he hears a car Mm -hmm. pull into the parking lot, then he becomes particularly interested. And he'll, like, really, like, he just, like, presses himself against my windows to, like, see if it's me. 
and it's really sweet. So the other day he was doing that, but both my blinds were pulled, so he had to really work to get like behind the blind fully. And I took a picture of it, and I was just like, "Why are you so obsessed with me?" And I thought it was hilarious. Not that many other people did, but it's okay. Did you post it? I mean, I sent it to like Medi, but it's fine. It's fine. Okay, but so you didn't send it to me. I would have lost my well, shit. I still have it. I'll send it to you. Please send it to me. That's so, oh my god. Why is he so obsessed with me? <laughs> Great times. Oh my god, that's the ugliest epic skirt I've ever seen. <sighs> I so wish good. we would have posted this on October the third, but there's only so much you, we can do, you guys. Wait, what day is it? October eighth. No, you're supposed to say it's October 3rd. Oh. That's a quote. God, Alex, you ruined everything. God, Karen, you're so stupid. <sighs> and here we are. So, and yet again. like us, tweet us, post about Great us. Rate, review, subscribe. Tag us. Just, and just download our episodes and listen to That's them. That's all we ask. Have a, and you know what? Have just the best day. Have a great day. Have so many have good days. Just one of the best you've ever had. And we're we're happy for you. And go read the skim or subscribe or whatever mm-hmm. that is and watch somebody feed Phil. And vote. Do it. And vote. Yeah. If you listen, if you don't like the way things are going, you gotta vote. Agreed. And on that note, I miss you. I miss you too. Bye bye. Wait, are we hanging up for real or are we just hanging up the podcast? I don't know. We'll find out, I guess. Bye, guys. Okay, bye.